Welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. Today's episode will be one of our weekly devotionals. These devotionals are typically shot live uh, via Facebook and have been condensed down into an audio version for this podcast. We hope you enjoy the practical biblical teaching you will hear and that you will learn how to better apply God's truth to your life. Hope all you moms out there had a great Mother's Day yesterday. Uh, I think we had a wonderful celebration of Mother's Day. All the kids and grandkids were out to the house Sunday night, and that, that was a houseful, mm. let me tell you. And uh, kind of hard to carry on a conversation. It was so noisy. It was rainy and cold outside, so everyone was packed in the house. But uh, we just had a great time, and family's just a wonderful thing. Yeah, it was an awesome um Mother's Day video. I was actually watching it again this morning, and it. And, oh yeah. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it till last night. Victoria, thank you so much for for putting a ton of work and putting. That was up. a lot of work contacting oh, people. Yeah. And Believe me, them. I know how much work that would that entails with that. And I'm telling you, this morning when I was watching, this didn't happen last time I was watching, but this morning I started getting a little. Oh, a little teary-eyed, just seeing all of our mothers and seeing, like your daddy seeing all those videos that were being posted. And I just, you know, I was just like missing you guys so much. And to see everybody just saying happy mothers, it just started getting a little emotional. I want to tell you, though, so, yesterday... You yes, got me, Victoria. Yeah, yesterday was rough preaching because I only had two people out there in the auditorium to preach to. Uh, ben Vincent was out there and uh, Alyssa was out there and... I have no idea where you were. You must have been up in the crow's nest. Yeah, I was up in the sound room with Daniel. Daniel taking a nap or something. How did you know? That's weird. (laughs) Larry Gear once in a while was walking by. He's been showing up every service and and doing uh, uh, security for us. uh, Yep. Even though just uh, just a couple of us there, it's been so. He's he's such a great guy. Yeah, he's a faithful man. Does a lot of things behind the scene that no one even knows about. You know that's. And that's really where the greatest reward is going to come is to those who are behind the scene, Amen. just serving faithfully, uh, pushing forward the Lord's work, and uh, getting great rewards in heaven. It's Amen. not those who are out there and who are the visible ones. It's kind of the invisible ones that uh, really are going to get a lot of uh, credit when they stand before the Lord. Amen. Hey, hey you all ready to get into the devotion today? Before you start, I just want to give a shout out to the first four people to comment. That was Malia was the first. All right, Malia. She is. Her, her and Sam, man. I, it's, Bingo. Just, it's usually one of those two. They're bam. They are ready to go. Sharla. Sharla. Sharla Vincent. Number two. Margaret Avery. Okay. Number three. And Robin Taylor, number all right. four. Our, our, our all women. First four. They're ready to go. And oh. Daniel, Pastor Daniel White was the fifth. Oh, my wife is listening. Oh, it says Shelly is here. Yeah. <laughs> my mom uses my dad's Hi, sweetheart. Facebook. So anyways, those were the first four. Boom. I've only seen mom over coffee this morning. She said, thank you for making the coffee. And that's all I've seen her. That's it. Huh? She's been up there spending time with the Lord. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's get into it. We've wasted uh, 11 minutes here so far. So... Uh, Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to continue studying in detail how to discern the will of God for your life. Mm. Uh, Beginning with verse 15 of chapter 5, see then that you walk circumspectly, very carefully in life, make sure you're careful to follow the Lord's will, not as fools. I was thinking about that phrase, not as fools. Isn't it foolish? I mean, think about it. 
Isn't it foolish not to follow the will of God for your life? If his will is good, acceptable, and perfect, how foolish is it for us not to follow the Lord's will? But as wise, verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Is it possible to understand it? Absolutely. Mm. And that's what has been the thrust, thrust of our uh, devotional here the past couple weeks. So Ben, lead us in a word of prayer. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for the stay. Thank you for all your wonderful blessings, Father. I just pray that you will once again speak to our hearts this morning as we delve in again to uh, understanding your will for our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's do our review. I'm famous for that. Does God have a will for your life? Absolutely. We can see that here in this passage of Scripture. Does He have a plan and purpose for you? Yes, He does. What is the will of God? It's God's deliberate design and desire and purpose for your life and my life. Remember, Romans chapter 2 says that when we don't walk in the will of God for our lives, even though we may know what his will is, but we refuse to walk in his will. The Bible said we do sacrilege and we dishonor the Lord and his name is blasphemed among the unbelievers. Now, we uh, also looked at uh, why God may withhold the revelation of his will for, from us. Uh, and there we talked about the four calls of God. We talked about the call of salvation. That's where it begins. You respond first to that call that goes out with the gospel message. Then we talked about the call of separation, come out from among them, be separate. Then the call of sanctification, or a call to living a holy life, possessing our bodies in sanctification and honor. And then we talked about the call of surrender or submission, submit yourself therefore to God. And so as we uh, respond to the call of God, he then begins to lead us into his good, acceptable and perfect will for our lives. Let me come back to that here in just a little bit. Then we begin to look at the methods that God uses. You may remember I preached a message on all of these. Hard to believe that I got through it all in one message because we've taken several devotionals uh, to work our way through, but we've been pausing on each one of these. I think we're, where we are, in number 11 or something like that. Uh, no, on number 12 today. So let's uh, just go through this real quickly. Number one, we get our heart in a condition that it has no will of its own. We clear our heart from any known sin or wrong motives that may be there. We search the scriptures to discover his will. We look at the experiences of life. We get good, godly counsel from older men and women who have walked with God for a period of time. We can get godly counsel from our friends, if they're good friends mm. and godly friends. Iron will sharpen iron there. We talked about sermons, how that God will reveal his will to us through sermons or devotionals like we're doing right now. We talked about the circumstances of life, the open and closed doors, but that came with a very strong warning because Satan can deceive us uh, uh, pretty readily in those areas. We talked about common sense, how uh, God's not the author of confusion. We can use some common sense. Uh, like uh, you don't buy things you can't afford. That was one illustration we gave. Then we looked at the cautions of the Holy Spirit. We really paused on that for a while as we talked about the filling of the Holy Spirit, how he leads, guides, and 
directs our life. He prompts us and he gives us cautions. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Then we talked about government, how that government can be used of the Lord. They are the ministers of God to thee. It's qualified to thee for good. Now, is it possible for government to do evil? Absolutely. That's where we ought to obey God rather than man. And I kind of digressed and went into this a little bit and looked at it from a constitutional perspective. Uh, and just let me reiterate that today. If, if any of our governmental leaders ask us to do something that's contrary to the Word of God, we cannot do it then. We, we have to abide. This is our number one constitution. Our number two constitution would be the Constitution of the United States. And all governmental leaders and policemen and military, they, they commit to upholding, right, the Constitution. We see our president swore in, where he puts his hand on the Bible and promises to uphold the Constitution of the United States. But we as citizens have to uphold the Constitution. So if, if any governmental leader asks us to do something or tries to force us to do something uh, or um, puts out... Uh, 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 it's just slipping from my mind when they write a bill. Yeah, executive order. An executive order. Thank you. When they write an executive order that goes contrary to the Constitution, we have to abide by the Constitution. We hold these truths to be self-evident: all men are created equal, and they are uh, by their Creator, and they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights—rights that cannot be taken away. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that's you and that's me. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government. We need to remember that. Yeah. All right. So we stay faithful to the Word of God, we stay faithful to uh, the Constitution of the United States. Now, we go into number 12 here today in discerning the will of God, and that is parents. Hmm. Hmm. God can lead, guide, and direct you into his perfect will through your parents. Amen. Proverbs 1, 8 through 9, my son. This is actually a verse I used yesterday as <clears throat> it pertained to mothers and Mother's Day and honoring our mothers and listening to our mothers, it says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, forsake not the law of thy mother. Every mother needs to know how to lay down the law. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head. Every one of us want to be graced in life, right? Mm. Yeah, we want to have the grace of God all over our life. We want to be crowned with grace. And that comes as we follow what it says here, the instruction of the father and the law of the mother. So in the home, the father gives the instruction, and in many times it's the mom that lays down the law because she's the one that's at home more often. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. Now, that chains about the neck are ornaments, something that's beautiful, uh, something that's valuable, all right? So it's very valuable uh, to us to listen 
uh, to the instruction of the father and the law of the mother. Now that's repeated throughout the book of Proverbs, right? Yeah. You're a father now, yeah. right? And uh, you expect your sons and daughters to follow your instruction, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As little you expect as, them to. as little as it happens, yes, that's that's the ultimate uh, goal. That's the ultimate. <laughs> that's the ultimate goal. Why? Because God will use your parents to lead you, and that's why it's so foolish to rebel. So foolish to rebel. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Mm. I mean, it really takes you out from underneath the protection uh, that God has given you through your parents. And and believe it or not, if we have young people that are listening here. Your parents are smarter than you are. They've lived a lot longer. They've been through the experience of life. They've walked with the Lord. They've learned how to hear from the Lord and get a word from Him. And so it's, it's so wise. Be not unwise. Don't be foolish. It's so foolish not to listen to the counsel, advice, and respond to the discipline that your parents will give you. So why, why do they do that? Because they love you. They love you. They want God's very best for your life, and, and they most often know what that is. So you need to follow that. Ben, anything else you want to say about that? No, just, uh, you know, it's important. It's important to have that respect for your parents and that love for your parents. And, but I guess we could also just mention, you know, and I think any parent would, would recognize, sometimes we're wrong, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes we're wrong. So once again... None of these are, are a solo point, all taken together but then we as have, a whole. But then we have the right to appeal. Yeah. Right? Just uh, in a minute here, we're going to talk about husbands and wives. Maybe there's a husband that's giving some counsel, advice, direction, or, or putting his will out there before his wife, and yet she doesn't see that that really is what the Lord would have them to do, and, and, but she has the right to appeal mm. in a very submissive and loving way. She can appeal. Children can definitely appeal. I've had my kids appeal right. to me, Titus. It's better to appeal than to rebel. Yep. I remember I was getting after Titus for something, and he's like, Dad, 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 Dad. And I'm like, you shouldn't have done it. He's like, Dad, can you please listen to me? And he's only, he's only five years old. I'm like, what? He goes, I, I didn't do that. I was in the room. That was Allie. And I was like, Allie, is that true? She goes, yes. And so... You know, even five years old, he appealed to me, and what? I was wrong, which, you know, happens actually oh, yeah. more often than you would think. Absolutely. <laughs> Just kidding. They, know. This goes they know I'm wrong often. <clears throat> We've repeated this so many times. These are taken as a bundle, okay? Uh, these methods of discerning the Lord's will. We don't just pick out one, but we put them all together, and uh, they really are so beneficial to us. So... Uh, listen to your parents. And it, you know, the Bible doesn't put any age on this. It doesn't say when you're 18, 19, or 20, you no longer have to listen to your parents. What? Yes. Oh, uh, man. How, how old are you now? 33. Or 33. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought I was done you're listening done. to my parents. Sorry. I got it. You can still look to them for counsel. <laughs> Actually, truthfully, the older I got, the more that I looked to my father and would mm. call him occasionally and ask him for some counsel and for some advice. It's, I'm sad that my mom and dad are no longer with us. Mm. All right, let's go to the next one. Number 13 is husbands and wives. When it comes to discerning the Lord's will, we have the husband. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 3 says, The husband is the head of the wife. He is the, he is the head of the home. Uh, in that passage of Scripture, it, 
I'm going I'm to turn there, talks about uh, even uh, Christ as that example. Uh, chapter 11, it says in uh, verse 1, Be ye therefore followers of me, even as I am of Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, that ye remember me in all things, and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. But I would have you know, wants every one of us to know this, that the head of every man is Christ. Mm. And the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. That structure of authority. So obviously, if a husband is living under the authority of Jesus Christ and getting direction from the Lord, it's so much easier for the wife to submit to him you know, if she sees that he's a man of God, that he's a man of prayer, that he's a man of the word, that he's a man who leads his family to church, you know, doesn't leave that up to the wife to do. She has real confidence that, hey, my husband is seeking the Lord in these matters and I can look to him for direction. The sad thing is, is many husbands aren't doing that. Yeah. You know, uh, they're busy, they're rushing around, they're going to work, they're getting home and, you know, they're tired and they want to watch a little bit of TV and catch the news and you know, back to bed and up in the morning, and we just don't take that time uh, to really seek the Lord. But as we do that as husbands, it gives our wives tremendous, tremendous confidence uh, that we are getting the mind of the Lord as it comes to decisions. One of the reasons why women have a hard time submitting to uh, the leadership of their husbands is they don't want to suffer. Mm. You know, if my husband makes a wrong decision, then I'm going to suffer for it, and so I'm going to circumvent that structure of authority. But uh, just, you know, one of the ways that the Lord will lead us as uh, wives is through your husbands. Anything you want to say about that? We'll talk about the, the wife here in a minute. No. Um, there's been very rare occasion over the past seven years, but I can think of just one actually in particular where my wife really struggled with a decision that I was making, and I was quite confident it was within God's direction. Like I said, I'm more often wrong than right. <laughs> Just to, you know, so all of you know, and I'm sure you guessed that. Uh, but I felt very strongly in this one decision. And, uh, you know, and, and so she had to submit to that. And, uh, you know, now on the post side of that, she realizes that, that was a, the right decision. But it was a spiritual decision, I believe, that I had to make. And so, you know, that was one instance out of many that I've gotten wrong. Uh, that my wife has appealed to me, uh, where I did get it right by the grace of God. And so, yeah, we've had that experience even in our and own it's, home. It's not that the wife is lesser. God is no respecter of persons, but it's the role. The role, the authority is taught throughout Scripture. It's the role. Just like we have authorities in government, we have authorities in work, we have authorities in church, right? Uh, we have authority structure in the home. God operates through the structure of authority. Yeah, you, this is something else to think about when, when you think about different roles. Because, you know, in our culture, people have problems with that. Like, oh, you know, like, what are you saying? We're less significant or, or whatever. And that's never the way God communicates any of it. It's different roles for different things. Um, just like the body of Christ. No, I mean, I, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, right? 1 Corinthians? No, 2 Corinthians. What are you looking at? Uh, body of Christ. Yeah, that's First Corinthians chapter twelve. Okay, I remember you preached a series on that. Yeah, I was. I was, gonna, was that First Corinthians or Second Corinthians? I was pretty sure it was First Corinthians. Anyways, um, 
they cannot be emphasized more throughout that passage that no part of the body of Christ is less or more significant than the other body. They are just simply different roles that accomplish the same different thing. Different members. But this is something, you know, so, I mean, when you come to husband and wife, it's there, there's not, neither one is better or worse or more significant or less significant. They're just different roles. But I had, was talking to a friend. He said, think about this. Even God functions in different roles. Mm-hmm. God the Father, God the Son, God well, the Holy Well, that's what it says. The head, the but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ. Mm. The head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. But they were co-equal. Think about that. Nobody would say the Holy Spirit's more significant than God the Father, or God the Father's more significant than Jesus, or Jesus is more. No, no because they're equals. Yet, they function in their own roles. So just because we might not be the decision maker or not, might not have the ultimate decision or whatever, God has placed us in a very specific role and that role is very important. And don't think it is less or more. First off, you start thinking it's more important, you're lifted up with pride. Yeah. You start thinking it's less important. Well, I guess you're still lifted up with pride, right? Because you're like, I should have a better position or whatever. But God has us in very specific. To the Lord for that, you're not going to. Yep. And the men of the church aren't going to, and the deacons aren't going to, but that's why I got all of their input, you know, and, and that's, that's why we did the research that we did. And some may or may not agree with the way we go about opening the church. Some would want us to, us to be more free about it. Uh, others would want us maybe even be more restrictive, okay? But God will lead you, Amen. okay? through that that structure of authority unless and there goes back to where we talked about government unless that authority is asking you to do something that's contrary to the word of god yeah. or politically the constitution yeah. all right i hope that all makes sense to all of you like using hand sanitizer before you come into the church that's not a biblical issue okay that's nothing to divide over uh, one individual sent me a uh, an email about have you ever looked in, at uh, what all the chemicals are <laughs> that are in you know hand sanitizer and do you really want our people to put all those chemicals on their body? Do you think I ever thought about that? <laughs> okay, but no, we want to follow the you know some of the directions of the CDC and we 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 want it to be safe. Okay. So we've, we've had to make a decision on where we're going to go with that. And let me, let me just say this. It's not, it's not really always that fun to have to be the one to make that ultimate decision. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. And you know that. You know, you're just not sure whether it is exactly right or exactly wrong. And, you know, <clears throat> I just want to say this. For, so you have grace with your leadership. I was talking with somebody, and they were giving me all of their ideas and their opinions of how they think the church should reopen. And, you know... They're, they're expressing maybe a little bit of frustration with how, how many policies we've put into place. And I said, okay, well, well listen, listen, let me ask you this. You're, you're in charge of Fellowship Baptist. How would you do it? <laughs> like, just tell me exactly. And then they started getting, I'm like, well, what about such and such? Like, well, well, I'm not saying, I'm like, okay, but you are, but you, we're going exactly by what you say, how we should open the church. How do you think we should do it? And it was a totally different ball game. You know, once they started flushing that out and thinking about all the different people that were involved, really what that person was doing is they were telling me the way they wanted it 
for their own personal preference of us to open the church. But I'm like, listen, there's a lot more people in this church than just you. Really think through that. It's just a different ballgame. Yeah, I really believe we're taking the right approach. And you know one of my favorite sayings, if you don't like it, get over it. And we'll <laughs> see you next Sunday. But let's let's get done with this. Uh, we've already gone over time here because we've just been rattling on. All right, all right. Uh, the wife. Okay, we got the husband. Uh, the Lord will direct us through uh, the husband. But he'll also direct us through our wives. Our wives <laughs> will have a caution. Our wives will see things from a different perspective. We have blind spots, right? And uh, she is our helpmeet. And so we really need to listen to her. Uh, think of Pilate's wife that came to him and said, have nothing to do with this just man. Mm. Um, I'm glad he didn't listen to her because Jesus had to go to the cross, didn't yeah. he? But <clears throat> we need to listen to our wives. Amen. Uh, you know, we really need to take into consideration if they have a strong caution, especially if our wives are godly women, which yeah. most of our wives are, you know, I mentioned that yesterday. We are so blessed at Fellowship to have the a caliber of spiritual women that we have in our church and, and men, you know, that men's meeting, just to see the number of men that were there and the, just the unity, no one yelling, no one getting upset, no one saying, oh, I think it ought to be this way or that way. You know, can you imagine over 20 years of ministry and God has kept us united as a body? It's Praise just an amazing thing. All right, so those are the only two we were able to cover today. Parents will lead us and guide us into God's will. Husbands and wives, let's listen, men. If there are men out there, are there any men listening to us today? Sure. Jim, okay. Jim Hitt's definitely out there. All he's, right, uh, Jimmy, listen to your wife. He's got lots of comments on All here. Right, listen, so. listen to your wife, Jim. <laughs> Uh, All right. So really, the two that we discussed today were really relational. Yep. Uh, really relational uh, ways of hearing from from God and getting His direction in our lives. So praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got a, a Wednesday service coming up this Wednesday. Uh, Billy Walsh is getting married this Wednesday. Just a family wedding. So uh, make sure you message him and and congratulate him and let him know you're thinking about him and praying for him and. Um, we have rehearsal tomorrow. I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> it shouldn't be too difficult. It should be, it should be interesting. It <laughs> should be an easy rehearsal if it's just going to be there. Pray for good weather because uh, I think they're having it in the woods. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, wedding, wedding in the woods. That'll be, that'll be my first. This Wednesday, uh, I'll be uh, speaking to you guys. Um, what are you going to speak on? I feel like I'm going to go the direction of um, the Beatitudes. Uh, I've literally been studying through those every day and um, just reading lots of content. And I've just been really enjoying them. Um, I, was re- I was studying those for a few hours this morning before uh, we got on here. So um, I think that's the direction I'm going to go. I have a lot of other places, but I- I'm-, I'm just... Got- God, sometimes he just puts you in a spot and you're just really enjoying it. And um, right now I'm just in the Beatitudes. So uh, I'm not sure how many, if that'll be a week or two weeks or what, but... Um, so, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but definitely probably feeling the Beatitudes. Uh, that, that's the direction we'll be going. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so anyways, that'll be this Wednesday. Uh, let's see. We're opening church Sunday. So We're opening church. Open church. We've talked about that. The grand uh, opening. Extensively. Uh, if you'd like to see the, the policies and procedures we've put into place, you can get a hold of those on the church website, fbcclarklake.org. Get all of our, our policies and procedures so you're prepared before we get there. Um, and so anyways, really looking forward to it. Let's pray. 
You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.